This is the Rich Eisen Show. All I give a damn about winning. What's your thought on the Super Bowl, Randy? I'm going to stick to my guns, Rich. I had the Jets. I'm not going to jump ship. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Michael Parsons, watch him. There he gets him. It is Parsons. The Rich Eisen Show. They had the ball for, I think, 42 minutes. I think we had it for 18. Earlier on the show, host of the Greenlight Podcast and two-time Super Bowl champion, Chris Long. Coming up. Steelers linebacker T.J. Watt, overreaction Monday, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We've had a great two hours. Chris Long of the Greenlight Podcast. So many of our phone calls, overreaction Monday. If you missed the first two hours, we re-air right on the Roku channel, channel 210. If you're watching us right now, you missed the first two hours. They were a lot of fun. Um, we talked about Colorado, Colorado State, Deion Sanders, so much with our callers and so much uh, left to discuss. T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers coming on this program. He and the Browns play tonight. One of the two games on Monday Night Football, Carolina and the Saints. I'll be at the Westwood One microphone for those games. It'll be a lot of fun tonight. As I mentioned, 844-204-RICH being the number to dial. Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo in their spots. TJ Jefferson in his spot. His Cowboys are 2-0, and and they looked terrific. That's how yeah, we start do. the program. Now it's time for me to turn to the other team in that game, <laughs> the New York Jets. When Aaron Rodgers went down just four snaps and 75 seconds into his Jets career, the shock and dismay that we all felt in Jets Nation wasn't just because of the entire buildup coming to the conclusion that the trapdoor was opening up on us yet again. That the heartache and pain of the Dan Marino fake spike the A.J. Dewey multiple interception performance in an AFC championship game in the early 80s, the uh, butt fumble, the uh, blown-out Achilles of Vinny Testaverde in 1999's opener that we just had a 24-year anniversary that we didn't celebrate but commemorated last week. All of those put together, one on top of the other may just possibly equal this trapdoor moment of Aaron Rodgers having his Achilles blowout in just 75 seconds and four snaps. It's the stuff you cannot make up. If that's part of the script of the NFL season, I think that script, for the lack of a better phrase, sucks. <laughs> I would like to have that script thrown out. Rewrite. Rewrite. If there wasn't a strike here in this town. Noted. Can't do anything. So... All night long, even with that comeback, which was genuinely exciting, the general sense of it was, it's Zach Wilson's time again, isn't it? And that's the reason why Rodgers was brought in. That's the reason why all the moves were made as soon as the playing season was done. All of them was to make sure that Zach Wilson would not start a football game for the Jets again until he was ready to do so. Or the organization was ready to have him do it. And here we are in a circumstance where neither of those are the case. And we knew it. All of us Jets fans knew it. The rest of the National Football League loving nation knew it. That's why I would get texts and people like paying condolences to me like this was a family member. So we all knew it, and then the next game hits, and it's the Dallas Cowboys, and not just the Dallas Cowboys of, of week one. Mm-mm. And it's not the Dallas Cowboys of, of uh, yesteryear where they would uh, play down to their opponent. No, this is a Super Bowl-ready Dallas Cowboys team led by their MVP candidate, Micah Parsons, not their quarterback, who played very well. And Mike McCarthy pushing buttons in a way like it's his Packers heyday all over again. Sending his offense out there first to attack the Jets' strength and then put the pressure on Zach Wilson, who 
as expected, appeared unready. And everything that we thought that wouldn't play into the Jets season this year because Aaron Rodgers was there came home to roost in four quarters of action. Everything from Zach Wilson looking unready, lost. Like, my honestly, my 10-year-old trying to solve a problem put forth by Professor Oppenheimer. That's the way it looks sometimes <laughs> for him operating this offense. And an offensive coordinator, for some reason, again, dialing up, throwing play after pass play after pass play when the game wasn't totally out of reach winging it around three and outing a championship defense out on the field over and over again to the point where their bending would eventually lead to a break unfortunately though that defense did have an opportunity to start the day off on the right foot and let Dak walk down the field Forcing some third downs that Dak made some plays. So you can't put it all on the quarterback, but it is a quarterback-driven league. And he is, once again, in the center of a maelstrom where we're wondering if this team is going to, just like last year, eventually turn to the kid and go, really, again? To wit, the defensive rookie of the year last year, Sauce Gardner, who is a delight and is delightful to interact with, and he's a delight when interacting with fans. Looks like he one game in to the Zach Wilson era 2.0 or 3.0, deleted his Twitter slash X account at I am Sauce Gardner. This account doesn't exist. Yikes. He must have seen quite a bit of invective. Enough. Too much negativity. I'm out. Brees Hall, their dynamic runner from last year, made it back in time for this year. Ripped one off for 80-plus yards in that win against the Bills. Just four carries. Four. Zach Wilson had five. How do we know Brees Hall had four carries? He put one football emoji next to the other hmm. with uh, ellipses after you fill in the blank. Four footballs, he tweeted out, at Brees H. Wound up deleting that like Sauce deleted his account. So, do we have problems in the locker room already? Not just with the quarterback, but the play calling for the quarterback? Or the quarterback is you know not doesn't have the right play caller again? Let's hear from the quarterback. Zach Wilson had this to say after the game. I feel like I'm seeing it well. I really do, and it's and it's really unfortunate to show that as an offense, you know, because we got to be better. I need to be better, but you know, we're right there, and so, you know, we're gonna go back, and it's a long season. We're gonna go watch this film and see how we can improve, and you know, everyone trusts and believes in each other, and we all love each other, so we're excited for the challenge. Well, I hope that is the case. Two things: one, much better answer than the one he gave after the Ooh. sweep in New England, where right. he looked like he didn't take any accountability to the point where reportedly his own family called him up saying, why would you say what you said? Look at the film. It's a long season. You bet it's a long season and it felt long already. Garrett Wilson, uh, you got to wonder what he's thinking. You know, and this is what I love about this kid. Not the fact that he could just take one to the house like he did. But stand in his locker room like a true professional and say what he said after the game. This is Garrett Wilson. From the outside looking in, you know, it's, it's, um, it's easy to play the, the, the blame the quarterback game. And, and uh, you know, honestly, that, that's the world we live in, you know, where you, you look at the top man, the head man, the quarterback, the one who makes the money, and that, then you point the finger. But, but um, you know, all of us internally know that we all got to get you know, we all got to take the right steps and get better. Um, Zach went out there and, and, and gave it his all today. You know, we got to make it easier on him. We got to paint better pictures for him. We got to hold up in protection better for him. We got to get open more. Um, 
just all that, you know, and as a receiver group, you know, we, we, we try and find ways that we can improve and make it make everyone's job easier. So, um, yeah, you know, that's where we're at. He may be my favorite Buckeye ever. It's not a deep list, I'll be very honest with you. I love him. Mike Vrabel. Boy, is he so good at football. And yeah, what you just saw right there is so professional and so tough standing at your locker when it's all happening again. Getting texts from all over the place during the game. I'll share this one with you. Because it, it speaks to what we all feel as Jets fans. One of the most famous Jets fans on planet Earth. LD texted me. Put up on the screen. He wrote, my Wilson rope is getting very frayed. I wrote back, is that the rope Carl used to kill himself? <laughs> We're finding laughs. We're using their smile as our <laughs> umbrella. Because Larry feels the same way that I feel, that I think a lot of Jets fans feel, is that Zach Wilson again. Everything was set up to not have this happen again, and it seems to be happening again. And part of the again is me wondering, is it Wilson or is it the system around him? Or is it both together? The fact that the Cowboys had two fewer rushes than the Jets had total plays yesterday. The Cowboys ran it 44 times. The Jets had 46 total plays. How do you go into this game? and not commit, write down on your piece of paper, like Kevin Costner did in draft day, 10 touches for for Brees Hall no matter what. Keep running it. I don't care if it's just two yards and two yards or whatever, but at least that would be some sort of biting on a play action. It just seems to be, that's my concern here. Again, Troy Aikman said it in the middle of the week one Monday night game is Nathaniel Hackett was brought in for Rodgers. Now, they didn't think they could get, it wasn't a guarantee they were getting Rodgers when they brought Hackett in, but that was the reason and maybe for a better voice for Zach Wilson. But the offense all summer, spring, summer was predicated on Rodgers going to the line and knowing what the defense is doing and being the brilliant neck up guy. And getting the Jets in the right play. Now it's Nathaniel Hackett having to coordinate an offense for yet another Wilson. And I got to wonder, does he have it or not? Because that split yesterday was like, why are we watching this kid try and solve the splitting of an atom type problem when he still struggles with what appears to be basic algebra? And when he does and he just rips it, it can work. But let's get some running out. Like, that was a total, complete disaster of three interceptions in a row to end it just in time for the Jets to go home and face the guy who put the Jets in this position with Wilson in the first place more than anybody else. And loves to torment this team because, A, it's fun. B, he's got a long memory. C, because he's got a long memory and it's fun for him. And he's now 0-2. Bill Belichick is coming to town. And I I thought this game would be, Chris, I kept saying to you over and over and over again, you know, and you're like, same intensity when it actually hits. I'm like, it's finally going to be different. But it's Zach Wilson it's coming off of different. three straight yeah. possessions to end a disastrous day where the defensive player, rookie of the year, is deleting his Twitter account and their best running back is deleting tweets that he's pointing out how bad the play-calling mix was for him, put the game on his back. He only rehabbed to get back in time for this, and he gets four touches Mm -hmm. when clearly the quarterback is struggling when all of this is happening. And Zach Wilson is saying stuff like, I think I'm seeing, seeing the field better. Get that soundbite about what another quarterback used to see when Belichick was out there on the field, Mike, one guy is saying, I, I think I'm, I feel like I'm seeing it better, he says. And now it's time for that. Belichick's coming to town. They better get this straight. 
they better go out and get another veteran because the, you you have to figure out something. You have to. And I know you're just one and one, but I just, it, it again, it's the fact that it's happening again. And I'm putting my hope in something I never knew that existed called a speed bridge. You hear about this one yesterday? Speed bridge? Yes. It's got nothing to do with... The Hudson River. It's got nothing to do. It's got nothing to do with, with Bayonne. Yeah. Chris Christie can't shut this one down. My wow. Chris, Chris no. Wow. It's apparently the innovative surgical advancement that the great Doctor Neil Elitrosh of Southern California fame. Yeah. You see him with that beautiful hair on the sideline uh, of the Rams. Yeah, Rams every game. Uh, apparently, this is what he used to help Rogers Achilles heal faster with a possibility of his return occurring in January if the Jets make the playoffs. And what I saw yesterday, it's like you could use a speed bridge and put it, you know, in sprint mode, going 100 million miles an hour, zero to 60 horsepower, whatever you want in 1.3 seconds. It ain't happening. And the fact that we're back here again, I still cannot believe it. And I just have to hope against hope that Robert Sala, as he's got that thousand-yard stare watching this happen again, is going to, and Joe Douglas and Woody Johnson, who made these great moves in the offseason, are going to have to sit there and, like, let's see what happens against Belichick. I will be watching it like the proverbial horror movie. And then comes on Sunday night football with the Chiefs and Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey coming to their house. Like, if you want the speed bridge to actually pave some tolls and put some revenue in your pocket this year, one and three and one and four ain't cutting it with the way two is playing and Josh Allen looked and the way that the Chiefs are looking. Ravens are looking. You need to act fast. I don't know what the answer is. I don't want to hit the panic button yet because I know Robert Sala's not doing that. Just like everyone remain calm. Sauce, put your Twitter account back on. Brees, you're going to get more than four. And guess what, Nathaniel Hackett? You're going to make sure he gets more than four because look what Raheem Mostert did on Sunday friggin' night. And Brees Hall's better than Raheem Mostert, with all due respect, Raheem who says that he's faster than Tyreek Hill. But it's Close. it's a red alert situation right now. They're lucky to not be 0-2. I can't believe we're back in this situation where the locker room, we're wondering, do they get it? Are they together? I know he said that they love each other, which is great. Zach has just got to just take care of the ball better, and the Jets' offensive coordinator needs to take care of Zach better. It's that simple. Yeah. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Phone calls TJ Watt and Moore to wrap up this third hour of the show. I need a break. <laughs> You're verklempt? Yeah. You know what? I'm a Jet fan. <laughs> hey, folks. It's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep. Because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show, and every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it, and then the all-in prices. That's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all-in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed well, Rich, I feel bad for you. I really do. I don't. It's, I did. It's, I feel it's just, it's just I fandom and this. football and, you know what I mean? Rich Eisen's life is but good. No, I, I, I feel see bad for you. You should feel bad for are, are, the, I really do. No, are the players who were like excited to play with Aaron Rodgers yeah. and, and someone like Garrett Wilson who's going to be sitting there the entire time thinking, I am about to become Devontae Adams. Yeah. I'm going to be, he's, he's wow. already talking to me like about me like I'm Devontae Adams. And I am gonna. I'm wearing Devontae's number. I'm gonna be his Devontae Adams, and this is gonna be great for me and for the Jets. And I'm gonna have. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be going down the canyon of heroes, like you know, people in New York tell me. And Brees Hall, like I'm coming back, and he's rehabbing this entire time. You know, him and Garrett and, and honest, honest question. No, no, I'm not done yet. Hold okay, on, sorry. me and, and he's sitting, sitting there thinking, and 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 uh, Brees Hall and Garrett and Sauce are are you know, burning the cheese head in their backyard, you know, as a, a sort of a, a cutesy social media way of apologizing to Aaron Rodgers and burying hatchets. And now one of them is deleting tweets and another one's deleting his Twitter account. Just one game into Zach Wilson coming back again. And what about the general manager? And what about the coach whose owner could be looking at this saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to wind up blaming you, which what do you shouldn't do for me to actually have the gumption to say this like my two cents matters but you know those are the people you should feel for you know we jet fans just you know live and die for this sort of thing but then we go on with our lives these are actual livelihoods of professionals you think dalvin cook wishes he signed with miami (laughs) maybe and maybe miami's like Good thing he didn't, because we've got more money left over if we need it for a team that's clearly championship ready through two weeks. Yeah. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And we were just saying in our Roku only segment, like Mike saying you feel bad for me, and I appreciate that, that I'm a, a fan of a team that means a lot to me, that my my emotions are affected. But, you know, the professionals that thought yeah. rotten. And I feel for Zach that if he's not ready, honestly, I don't want to come on and carp on a, what is he, 23 years old? You know, a 22-year-old? You know, I, I, I don't want to come on and, and criticize somebody who's not ready for that for this. 24. 24. If he's not ready for it, that's the reason why they went ahead and got Rodgers to make sure that he could see from – his perspective, let's you take a blow. Clearly, the first two years didn't go the way that we wanted, you wanted, that all Jets fans wanted. You take a break. You take a seat. We got Aaron Rodgers. It's good. You can learn from one of the best. He'll go, and then you'll be the guy here for a long time. But right now, you're not ready, which happens to a lot of quarterbacks. Look at the third stringer in Dallas right now. Mm-hmm. You could sit here and say Justin Fields isn't ready yet based on the last two games. The first two games of the Bears season, we're saying, right? Mac Jones certainly wasn't ready to have stuff switched up on him last year. Yeah, exactly. Trevor Lawrence wasn't ready to have Urban Meyer be his first head coach in the NFL. I mean, it's so rare for something like Mahomes to say, you sit, and then Andy Reid's going to be your guy, and then Kelsey will be your guy, and we'll be good. It's so rare in this sport to have that. So I feel for Zach, too, if he's not ready in his first game back is in Dallas and this monster named Micah Parsons is the one who's, <laughs> by the way, they don't even line him up on the edge. They line him up everywhere. And they stunt him. Moving around. Yeah, he's because around. he's so talented. He's yeah, he's, he's really great. I mean, heaven forbid that happens to your child, right? Or your, so, 
I appreciate your feeling for me. I wanted to see Those Rodgers. are the people you should feel for. Do you think Zach Wilson, in a weird way, was kind of relieved that Rodgers came in? I and, think so, yeah. yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Didn't you see it in Hard Knocks? Yeah. And it, by the way, it can't be easy for him to have watched Hard Knocks where every message about how Rodgers is great, the subtext was he had to arrive because you're not that guy. Right. Yeah. Every yep. comment about Rodgers, whether it was – the defensive coordinator, Jeff Ulbrich, saying, you know, hey, watch this throw. We're going to be in every game this year, as opposed to last year. And why is it opposed to last year? Because of Zach. Yeah. Why is Rodgers here? We're buying everything he's saying. We're following him. Why? Because the other guy was not followable. And now he's thrust in it. Unready. Mm. John in North Carolina will take your phone call. You've been hanging on for almost two hours. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, what's going on, Rich? How's everyone doing? What's going on? What's up, brother? What's up, G? Hey, um, yeah, so I was actually uh, trying to get your take on the Jet season, and, you know, I can't imagine how many times Jets fans everywhere have been yelling serenity now, but <laughs> nice. uh, it's, uh, uh, I, w- I wanted to get your take on at what point in the season do Jets fans start shouting that they just need to get into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes? Oh, boy. They're not going to get in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. There's too many talented players on this team. There there would have to be such a horrendous, nightmarish rash of injuries for the Jets. Because, again, Zach, this team, and thanks for the call, John, they were 5-4 and with him as starter last year, I think. You know, I mean, give the ball to Brees Hall. I can't believe I have to say these words. Like, obviously, duh. This should be the last game. Two things. You could say this. This is the last game they face a defense this tough. We can argue that. You know, they mm, face Kansas City, yeah. New England. Cowboys are going to be top three, though, I think. I think so, right? Yeah. They don't play San Francisco's defense this year. So you could make that case. And this should be definitely, 100%, the last time Zach Wilson has more carries than Brees Hall. That he did a be, nice job. Run, I mean... They're well, coming from the outside. He's stepping up in the pocket. He's seeing the lane. He's using his legs. But then then the turnovers happen. And then the reason why the defense does keep bending is because they're three and outed back on. Three and out. Three and out. So. There's all that. The tank for Caleb. Honestly. Like, the, the, the Jets wow. are too talented. And that's the reason why they got Rodgers. Their, their, their roster was too talented. The Pittsburgh Steelers play a must-win game tonight, I would say, right? Wouldn't you say? You don't want to go 0-2? I mean, you can, but you don't want to. It's a little early for must-win, but 0-2 is tough. It's on Westwood One Radio. I'm the host of the proceedings uh, leading up to kickoff with Kurt Warner and uh, Kevin Harlan on the call. I chatted over the weekend with TJ Watt, and this is the way things went after I said hello to him. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I just want to be respectful of, uh, you know, the family business here. I've got... The, uh, the I I got some free gear from your bro. Nice, you know Up the Clarets. Yeah, you know I got I got my my uh, my name on the kit. You know, little Burnley FC. That's how I'm working right here. Do you have yours? Nice. You, you got yours. Yeah, I guess I don't, I don't feel as special now knowing that you have one as well. And I the more people that I see, <laughs> like I thought I felt so special having my own jersey. But I don't know. He's, he's awesome. like hotcakes. Maybe maybe I'm an, an influencer of what quality. Maybe that's what. <laughs> maybe maybe it's that. I look at it as a positive. Maybe. I look at it as a positive. Either you're in or you're an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's just jump right into it. What's your sense of things jumping into this Monday night game, TJ? I'm excited. I, I really am. Uh, obviously, things didn't go the way we wanted to in week one. Um, it's it's always difficult coming off of a loss, especially the way that we were we lost this past week. But uh, it's the NFL. You have to have a, a quick memory, whether you have a win or a loss. And uh, I'm just excited to be able to do it again at home uh, at Acresure in front of uh, Heinz Field Steel Nation. What's Tomlin like after a loss like that? He's very steady, man. And that, that's the cool thing about Coach T. That's the number one thing that I love about him is he's very transparent. He'll let you know um, what you did great, what you didn't do great. He's not going to sugarcoat anything, but he's also going to stay the course. He's not going to change up too much. And uh, we just know that as players, we need to execute better. So he's not, if you will, more difficult to be around after something like that? <laughs> no, I mean, 
at the end of the day, it's it's more of us just knowing that we didn't execute, and we know the coaches are always going to put us in the best positions to make plays, and we're the ones that have to make the plays. And uh, that's what we weren't able to accomplish this past week. And I know on any given Sunday, you know, these things happen. But to what do you attribute the the way the team played on Sunday to start this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're a, a very a good team. Uh, had a lot of playmakers offensively. That's all I can speak about is the defensive side of the ball. We mm-hmm. just weren't able to, to make those splash plays to be able to set the offense up, to be able to get off the field. Um, a lot of extended drives. They had a high third down percentage, and uh, we just weren't able to tackle as efficiently as we should have. And uh, uh, and then this is no disrespect to San Francisco because they are a hard-hitting team. It's just Cleveland, uh, you know well, this is the hard hat type of game for you. How do you approach the Browns, T.J. Watt? Yeah, I mean, there's history uh, between us. Obviously, it's uh, a type of rivalry game. Um, Nick Chubb's been there for quite some time. We know they like to run the football. Even if you're stopping it early in the game, they're going to continue to run the football. Uh, they have a lot of a lot of good playmakers on the edges as well, and uh, it makes for a good matchup always. When you know you're facing a team that is going to accentuate the run and hit it and hit it hard, and certainly if it's if it's something that they're successful at, you know it's more is going to come. How how does that? you know, enter your mind as you hit a Monday night game against a team like that in Cleveland, TJ? Yeah, anytime a team is running the ball on you, it's demoralizing, and that's why offenses like to do it. Uh, but it's important for us to be able to come out, smash the run early. That's what we talk about each and every week, but it's more about doing it and uh, making teams one-dimensional. You never want to be in those second and sixes, which turn into third and twos, third and threes, um, just staying on schedule, manageable football for the offense. So, our whole uh, objective is to smash the run, get him behind the chains, and then hopefully be able to pin our ears back and get after the quarterback. And then what about Watson's um, elusiveness? You know, I, I, uh, clearly last year is not indicative of what he's been in the past, and he did score a touchdown in week one. Your two cents on that subject matter. TJ. Yeah, I mean, I played him. I played him what twice now. I've watched him play in Houston a bunch when JD was down there as well, and that's kind of his calling card. He's been able to extend plays. He's a very tough tackle, even in just watching the last game we played against him last year. Uh, just an all-around playmaker, a guy that's able to get the ball in the hands of uh, his weapons. But at the same time, uh, if he doesn't like what he has downfield, he can tuck and run. And uh, he's very good uh, getting to getting to the first down marker, and he's good at shedding tackles. And I, and I appreciate what you said earlier about Mike Tomlin, um, TJ. We had him on before the season, and I asked him if he played the uh, – nobody believes in his card if he if he does such a thing and he laughed saying of course not because my guys wouldn't believe me because i tell them you know <laughs> it's about us in here it's not the outside yeah. noise i wonder what your perspective is on that answer that i just told you that yeah, it's, gave it's me. all about it's all about the nameless gray faces and if if you just handle what we do in this building everything else will take care of itself and you can get enamored and caught up with the playmakers that we face each and every week because it's the nfl every single team has so many phenomenal players but at the end of the day if you don't come out here and you don't punch the clock and you don't work your tail off every single day you don't find ways to get that extra little advantage over your opponent you're going to go out and you're going to get your butt kicked each and every week it's all about the man in the mirror. It's about the guys in this building, and everything else will take care of itself. The nameless great faces, is that what you said? Gray. The nameless gray faces. Nameless yes. gray faces. And those are who, are the, who are the nameless gray faces you're Those are our opponents. Those are our opponents. Just it doesn't matter who you're playing each and every week. It's about what we do. Okay. And uh, it, it's about execution week in and week out. I thought you were referring to the media that way. <laughs> no, never the media. Okay. Never the media. Because, you know, your brother's part of that media world now. TJ. He is, and that's kind of weird. It, it is a little weird. He'll he'll call me, and sometimes I don't know if it's a media call or if it's oh. just a check call. <laughs> Are you do, you? do you ask your brother if you're on the record or off the record when no, he calls you that, now? Never. I I, th- I think he understands what's on and off the record, but it, it has been fun to to talk football with him in a different light. Okay, because you know I, I I now view him for the first time in my life as a competitor. You know what there I'm saying? Go. You know, oh <laughs> yeah, man. Like he's now on my turf, right? Like it's a different story. You were you were, you respect that, right? I mean, I'd imagine. Yeah. You know? I mean okay. I know whatever he's doing, he's trying to be the best at. So 
Whatever that means to you, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I understood, um, you know, he thought I was an influencer, which is why he sent me the latest Burnley FC kit. But I thought maybe he was just, you know, buttering me up, softening yeah. me up for the competition, you know. He's trying to get close to you and steal all your tricks. It's, it's the way I see. Understood. Understood. All those years of me having a good time with you guys and chit-chatting and talking about tag and things like that. That's out, <laughs> that's out the window. Let's play some tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's time to play some back. tech. By the way, you have no yeah. idea. TJ, my kids are still asking me whenever I'm like, you know, I got TJ Watt on, I got JJ Watt on, um, with all due respect to Derek. You know, uh, they that's all they want to know is is that tag show coming back? Is that ever what do you yeah. what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I think those those are archived somewhere deep in the mm, in the basement somewhere. No new episodes of tag. That's not coming. I don't think so. Okay. Worried about football. At this okay. Point. <laughs> All right. Very good. Understood. Yeah. Here I am talking Monday Night Football with uh, with TJ Watt. Couple more minutes left with the All Pro. Do you want to chime in on the subject matter of turf versus um, uh, hard surface artificial turf that's that's now being bandied about because of what happened to Aaron Rodgers? TJ, you have any two cents on that subject matter? I mean, I've I've always preferred grass. I mean, I, I don't I don't have a huge issue with turf. I have noticed, uh, especially when we go to some places where it seems like injuries are happening more on turf, but I don't have enough analytical data to make a decision. But uh, me personally, I always prefer grass over turf. Just because it's just uh, like a kid's game out there. You get muddy, you get dirt there's, on you. There's just, yeah, there's just, there's just more give to it. And uh, I just feel like I get into the ground more. I'd rather slip out than have my foot get stuck and then have potentially something wrong happen. That makes sense. And and so um, you must appreciate the turf on which you play coming this Monday night as well, right? Pretty much. Yeah, we, we're grass. We're grass here at Acershire. We've, I mean, I think they replaced the inside of the grass like hash to hash because we share it with Pitt as well. So it gets pretty. It gets used often. So we. We replaced the inside of it a few times throughout the season, so we make sure it's in good shape. All right, TJ. So uh, I'll ask you the question I asked Nick Chubb earlier last week. You're in the tunnel. Monday night football. Browns are in the house. You know this is a a, a, a game you got to have because it's a division game at home. And what happened last Sunday? What's going through your mind right before kickoff on Monday night football, TJ? Not much. Uh, really? Just being very, just being very focused, honestly. Um, you can – like I talked about earlier with the nameless great faces, you can get yourself so amped up. And I think that's what's so great about the week building up into a Monday night football. You get the extra day to kind of come to terms with it being a big game, uh, being a night game with everybody tuned in watching. That's what's so special about Monday night is you have all your peers watching. There's no other games, even though I think there's one for us, but uh, mm-hmm. um, you just sing, you're just so focused on what you're about to do. You're trying to visualize what plays you're going to be making, um, and things like that. And then once you run out the tunnel, you kind of black out and ready to go. What do you mean by come to terms with a, a, what do you mean by that? You come to terms with the game. What do you mean by that one, TJ? I mean, you just come to terms with all the work that you've put into what you're about to do. And if playing on Monday night is definitely a a big time stage Mm -hmm. and some guys can think differently about it. They can uh, start to act different in the media or they can, uh, just try to start talking loud about how it's going to be such a different game. But at the end of the day, we're all still playing football in between the white lines. So I think some guys just need a little longer to digest and to relax and understand that it's just a football game. Okay. Uh, thanks for the time, TJ. And when you speak to JJ on the record, this is an on the record <laughs> comment. This is an on the record comment. Tell him that feeling he has at 9 a.m. Eastern time before going on CBS is me on the West Coast coming out of the smoke. All right. Will you tell him that? Just I got to, you. Get a I direct got you. quote. I'll, I'll send him a warning shot. That's you know it's it's in good friendly <laughs> competition. It's on you know it's just but out of this uh, it's me coming out of the smoke. That's that's what I'd like you to communicate to him. All right. Okay. I can do that for okay, you. Okay. Very good. You know I'm, I know you got stuff going on yourself in your own personal life. Just a little bit. That's <laughs> <laughs> have a good one Monday night, TJ. Great chatting with you All as right. always, and you be well. Thank you. Take care. Boy, that's going to be a fun game tonight. Can't wait to talk about that and Carolina and Saints on tomorrow's show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's try and empty some phone banks as we get you set for Monday night by finishing up this Monday edition of the Rich Eisen Show right here on the Roku channel. Sirius XM Odyssey and this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, still here. Burnley is taking uh, Burnley FC is taking the pitch right now. As we, all right. As I see. I don't know if JJ Watts there. I'm sure, he's tuned in. Nice. I think so. We should buy a soccer team. Don't you think? How much does it cost, Mike? You got enough. You're the one who can it's put in the most. It's very expensive. What if we just get like an El Segundo youth team? What if you sell your boat? What if we start there? Nah. By the way, City of Champions. That's yeah, that's I mean. true. That's City I mean. of Champions. We got to get in there. We should have. We should have put our. Um, our logo on the back of the Little League team like it's Chico Bail Bonds. <laughs> Chico's Bail Bonds. Right? Chico's Bail Bonds. Put the rich eyes and yeah, show on some of these. We should, uh, we should expand our brand by sponsoring 12-year-olds playing baseball. That's what we should do. You need a uh, sponsor. What are you doing over there? What are you, what, are you, what are you doing over there? What are you on your phone? All right, so I'm sending something. You know we're on the air live right now, yeah, right? I'm sending okay. something to the guys in the back. What do you got? Just, I... I, I I want to ruin it. Okay, good enough. <laughs> it's nothing that's pertinent that has to be talked about now, but it's just okay. something we can talk about later. I just All right, very good. Send this to... You're conducting a business of show. That's why You think I'm talking to friends? I ain't got no friends. I'm on here doing work. This guy has no friends, but every single guest <laughs> we have point, that comes have in here him. hugs him out. I'm going to have to believe him at well, some I'm, point. I'm a likable cat, and I smell good, so, you know. It's National Cheeseburger Day. Oh, is that, is, oh it is? Is it really? Yes. Yeah. It's National Cheeseburger Day. Yeah, don't tell my kids that. Yikes. That means we're going to be eating cheeseburgers out. tonight. <laughs> that sounds great. Nah. That sounds like great Monday night football. Hey, you got to cook them at home. Dinner. Monday night. You, and I'll say this because I, I do have a, a, you know friends who who uh, own this and run this establishment. Hi-Ho Burger here in Los Angeles, California. I've Hi-ho. never heard of it. Where's yeah. that? Oh, oh, boy. Put me on. Where's that? Uh, there's one in Studio City. There's one in Mid-Wilshire. And there's one in uh, Santa Monica. Okay. They want oh, one in South Bay. Oh, 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 oh. Can we come down here? I'm not playing. Neither are they. I hope. I'm just I throwing hope. that out there if you're okay. in Los Angeles. It's go off get the burgers we go. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH. Number to dial here on the show. Oh, man. Somebody was hanging on from Hanoi, Vietnam. Wait, really? Yes. And they just hung up. Oh, no. Because oh. I even looked it up during the commercial break. Because I was going to say, good morning, Vietnam. It's 2 in the oh. morning there. Wow, oh, man. call back if you're out there. Yeah, Adam, put them right through. If you, <laughs> I want to hear from you, Hanoi. <laughs> I uh, think maybe we should put some like type of preferential treatment on people. The well, we used to have that they call oh, that far away. Didn't yeah, we? What, what for the pod? We used to have the international oh, shout out. Every week, every week I do an international shout out. Terzo in Iowa, not so international. Does she consider <laughs> Iowa another country? <laughs> well, some people in the flyover <laughs> states <laughs> considered. <laughs> What's up, Terzo? Didn't mean to insult you by welcoming you in. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Hey, Rich, I'm going to just reach out and give you a little hug. I know it's been kind of difficult, but I think anybody that runs into that uh, defense of Dallas is going to kind of look that way. It it, it just seems like uh, Mike is just on a different level. Dude is an absolute freak, Mm -hmm. and he he terrifies me right now, especially you're going to see him week five. I don't blame you, bud. I mean, this is the count that uh, in the same way I it feels different cuz the Bengals are owing to it feels different for them. It again, it, it feels different that the Cowboys are 2 and 0. Um and this 2 and 0 feels different. It just feels different, Terzo, mm-hmm. and I yep. appreciate the call. Thanks I, for hanging on. I, I you know, and, oh by the way, I, I, did you like your uh, your alma mater showing? On Saturday night, oh, my, Terzo. Dude, I stayed up and watched that. You know, I think I was about 2.30 when I finally went to sleep, 2.33. Yes. 
Like I was, I was completely torn because I'm rooting for Dion, but I'm wanting to root for my alma mater. I was just a little disappointed in the Colorado State players taking some of those cheap shots, man. There's no reason to do that, and it takes away from a good game because we shouldn't be talking about that. We should be talking about uh, Sanders leading that 98-yard drive, man. That was epic, and it was fun. Thanks very much, Terzo. Greatly appreciate it. That's Terzo in Iowa here on the Rich Eisen Show. You know, I'll, I'll I'll say it again. It kind of led the show at this. We can finish up with it with a couple more phone calls we'll get to. Just feels different for your Cowboys this year. And I don't want to hear, well, the Giants and the Giants and the Jets or the Jets. Because in the past, I know that they're owned by Jones and the Jets are owned by Johnson. The Cowboys used to step on their Jets owner in games just like this. <laughs> exactly like this one there's an opponent that is an opponent we should beat and we're playing down to that level of the competition or we're gonna have one untimely three and out one untimely turnover one untimely unprepared mistake and they didn't have a single one of them yesterday or last sunday night two sunday nights ago the dallas cowboys not a misprint Look it up in the standings. You can see it. Next to 2-0 in some standings, you can see point differential. They're plus 60. They're plus, let me repeat this. They are currently (laughs) plus 60. They were plus 40 in week one and plus 20 in week two. And the Raiders are in first place and they're minus 27. There you go. So, well, they're in first place, I think, well, um, alphabetically, they shouldn't be, right? Or they're in first place because they're one and one in division. I see. I think that's the tie a, break, right? Before win. they start playing the Chiefs. They right? a division win over the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs haven't yet to play in division. <laughs> I would just caution Cowboys fans as someone who's watched this movie and been on this ride multiple times. Like, yeah, hopefully, but- we don't overlook Arizona. Next week, I don't think you will. I think Patriots. Man, stop being rational. No, no, no. No, I have to go to the Super Bowl. No, because that's what people want. They want the Cowboys fans to start with all the crap so they can. But like, Cowboys Nation, if we just stay quiet, if we just act like we've been there before, take it week to week. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Let's let this play out, man. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not booking. I'm not not booking. Look, Arizona has played well. Yeah, that's hey, what I'm saying. Let's they, 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 could be 2-0. they could easily be two and zero. Like in their, you know, they've played NFC East teams weeks one, two, and now coming three. Yeah. So they're they're they have acquitted themselves very well for a team that's supposed to be tanking for Caleb Williams for a coach that's you know pew pew pewing and tele- kicking buses and 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 driving himself. They have done very. They they have done much better. They have been in games. Uh, I fear for them week three. Because <laughs> you know who's not going to let it, let them get it down? Their quarterback, and then that lion on the defense. They have got they've got one of the best receivers in the game. Yep. They have got one of the best. Yes, I'm going to say it. Quarterbacks in the game, and they have got the best defender in the game, who's getting that much better every week. Yeah, how about them Cowboys? I, I'm I don't hey, care. I don't care about saying it. You know, I'm not some guy who just talks about the Cowboys for clicks because of you know I. I just talk about my team for clicks. <laughs> I don't do anything for clicks, as you guys are wondering. Um, who's been holding on the longest? Michael in Zion, Illinois, has been holding on. Like, let's, let's get him taken care of. What's up, Michael? Hey, Rich. Uh, huge fan of the show. Thanks, pal. Uh, I was wondering, with Aaron Rodgers uh, having interest in playing more than one year, could his uh, holding on to Aaron Rodgers be more important for the Jets than to go out and trade for another quarterback. Great question, Zion. Hey, that is a great question because that's something you got to think about. You know, are yeah. are, are you playing? Because again, if you're gonna if you're gonna pressure the offensive coordinator and say, you know, you know, or eventually if he doesn't get it, sideline him in any way, shape, or form. Does that antagonize the guy that you want to play for you forever? Do you go and you you don't? You don't go and get somebody that might play for you more than one year. That's why Kirk Cousins might be the perfect guy if somehow, some way, Zach keeps flopping and the Vikings keep losing and they, you know, don't care about, and thanks for the call, Michael, and don't care about 
uh, antagonizing their wide receiver that may be the best in the game where they have to sign long-term. Maybe you flip Kirk Cousins because he's got a contract that he just does it this year, and then you say thanks for the memories and let's see how the speed bridge looks next year. Uh, Honestly, uh, these are some things that can play into it. And the one who can play this out of it is if Zach Wilson starts winging it around or the coordinator starts dialing up the plays and the offensive line can protect and blow open enough holes for running plays. And, hey, we could just be one week away of me coming on the air and saying, hey, the Patriots are 0-3. Look how the Jets finally put the Patriots between a rock and a hard place and leave them wondering about their future. How about that for flipping a script? Zach Wilson only throws it 15, 20 times, connects on more than 50% of his passes. Brees Hall scored twice. Dalvin Cook scored once. The defense made Mac Jones's afternoon a nightmare, and they actually reversed the script. By the way, uh, I, I don't I don't know. Did, am I am I drunk right now? Because that's like drunk future as opposed to drunk history. But th- I, honestly, that's wow. I, that's I just show. I think you just stumbled upon a genius idea. Drunk would, future? I'd watch that. I think that should be a segment. Well, let's first of all let's we can, we can only do it when Susie's here because that's the only time we're really drunk. Yeah, no, very that's good. A good point. No, I, I, honestly, um, that's the guy who could play out. But this is an interesting aspect. Because if, if Zach continues to struggle, you're one and three, one and four. You even heard Chris Long, who I thank you for being on the show early on. He's like, do you go get aggressive? You know you got your first-round draft choice yeah. back. You know you got your first-round draft choice back. So do you take that first-round draft choice and say, instead of taking another young stud out of college, we've got a bunch of those that we're going to have to pay at some point. Let's just flip that one right now and salvage the season and see who's desperate for a quarterback that can come in and be the neck-up guy and the leader that Rodgers was for us, maybe not as good as Aaron Rodgers, just needs to just give me give us 10 games, and then he can dine out wherever he wants in New York and New York in the New York metropolitan area the rest of his life for free. I don't know. Thanks for taking in this program. TJ Watt, again. Uh, We'll be on uh, Westwood One Radio tonight against the Browns. What a big game that is. We'll discuss that in Carolina versus the Saints on Tuesday's edition of this Rich Eisen Show. If you missed any of it, we'll re-air on the Roku channel shortly. Chris Brockman and I for Overreaction Monday. Check out that podcast. Should be um, in your RSS feed, if you will, uh, in a couple hours from now. Check it out also on our YouTube page, What the Football with Susie and Amy on Tuesday with Ian Rappaport. But we'll be wrapping up this show on the Roku channel in a moment. 